Okay, we're live. Hey, hi, Pastor. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Today. Hey, all righty. We, uh, folks, we are welcoming you to the Foundations Podcast this evening. And uh, yeah, it just came up on my thing here. I guess we are live. Hallelujah. Um, and um, it's been an interesting week. It's been interesting. Well, this is a lot of interesting stuff going on. But uh, we have been for the last few weeks, Pastor, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about the holiness code. Yes, sir. And that's found in? Uh, Leviticus 18 through 20. Now that, 18 through that, 20. That's not particularly all of it, but that's the part that we're dealing with. Yes. Because it deals with uh, morality. Uh, a few other issues as well, which we're going to talk about today. Yes. Yes. And then uh, we have got, we've already gone down chapter 18. And if you want to grab your Bible and follow along with us, please do. Uh, we're going to start in Leviticus 19 tonight. Probably the first few chat, uh, verses, I think we're looking at 1 through 8 tonight. And we're going to be dealing with some of these subjects here. Uh, just a couple of uh, things here. You notice we have uh, our Institute logo. Now we got this on here. I'm, I'm, uh, this is, I was really happy to get this thing in. Uh, that uh, It's about the Institute for Biblical learning and uh, that has been launched and uh, just a couple of things there if you're following with us which I know a lot of you are I mean we have I think we've been averaging somewhere between 1.5 and 2,000 uh, viewers every week and it just kind of goes uh, fluctuates there but um, if you're following along with us we uh, the Institute for Biblical Learning is what we were doing and it has been established to help I would say, what do you what do you say, Pastor? Discipleship, help sound teaching, bringing sound teaching through different means, different uh, mechanisms that we're doing. Of course, the podcast is all a part of that. Is that we're talking about what sound biblical teaching? We want to make sure that people are being taught the right thing when it comes to the Word of God. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff out there, folks, and if you uh, and uh, uh, that that can actually get in your way. You can actually look at it on YouTube or what have you. And we we've experienced we've experienced some of the fallout of some of that. Uh, yes, we have. And um, anyway, but we, we're talking about that now. We have, of course, the po podcast. We've done the report. Some of you may listen to that five to six minute uh, thought of the day. We do uh, several times during the week. Um, another thing is is that we're doing classes, Pastor. Pastor, you're teaching a class on what is it, layman's the, Greek? The layman's Greek, yes. Okay, <coughs> layman's Greek, and your what is it? This word studies in Greek. It's going really good. We've been in the four four classes already, and then I'm teaching the course on Old Testament survey, the Pentateuch. And we're doing that every Thursday, and uh, uh, we it's coming out there live now on Facebook. And, um, and we'll, we're also, one of the things that I did want to mention real quick is that we have launched the Foundations Network. It is live. It is on Roku. If you're a Roku subscriber, you can search for Foundations Network. It'll come up and then you can install that. It's free of charge. There's no, no charge. And a lot of our material on that is going on this station. And we'll be updating that on a regular basis to keep things fresh and new uh, with what's going on. We have a lot of, uh, I get a lot of fires in the, but what is, how do they say that? A lot of logs on the fire, a lot of things going on that we're talking about different things that we're going to be putting on that station. And all of it deals with the Word of God and with the uh, mission of the, uh, the Institute. So... Uh, anyway, you'll learn more as we go on about that and as time goes on. Um, okay, anyway, what I want to do real quick is there is a, we want to do a, a new segment tonight. And what I call it, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. Now, I said, well, what are you talking about? Well, sometimes we get... <coughs> news stories that uh, JP sends them to me. No, I'm going to blame him. But I, no, I'm kidding. Uh, we find these in news and what's going on around our country. And it's just stuff that is just seriously. And actually, it's not just this country. 
Um, anyway, and there's one that came out this week, which I thought was just strange. Now, I'm not sure, let me see, uh, to, to make sure how old the Dalai Lama is. Now, the, uh, Pastor, do you know, who? what is the Dalai Lama? Is What kind of faith is he? I believe uh, that it's uh, Hindu. Hindu, okay. Um, okay, he lives in India because he's been exiled by from China. Okay, and so the Dalai Lama, he's a very, you know, a lot of people, oh, the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama, he's 87 years old, 87 years old, and it, it records this instance this last week where a young boy came up and asked him for a hug. Now, there's nothing wrong with a hug. I mean, that's nice. The kid wanted some uh, affirmation or, or, you know, wanted a hug. But then it said that the leader, they got a video clip, and this thing went viral, that his holiness, uh, uh, what did he say? Wishes, okay, oh, hold on, let me get it, get it right here. <coughs> he asked him if he was going to get a big hug, that the Dalai Lama said he wanted to suck his tongue. Now I said, you can't make this stuff up. Now, 87, I'm wondering if, you know, things are not going to the top floor here. I mean, that's just messed up. They ended up having to apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. They ended up having to apologize for this because uh, saying His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. Yeah, that, that that is basically uh, pedophilia. It's, yes. Yeah, it's uh, and who knows what's in that man's heart. Uh, I'm not going to give him the pass that you're giving. Okay. Uh, okay. He has enough cognitive uh, ability to apologize. He has enough cog cognitive ability to not say these things. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's sinful. <laughs> Quite. I don't know who puts the Dalai Lama in there. I mean, that's Hinduism as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, the people in the, the Hindu faith are lost, and I, and I don't mean that in, a, in an ugly way. They're without Christ, and they're without hope. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what we need to be doing is sharing the gospel with these people and calling them to repent and acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. not the Dalai Lama, no. uh, for, uh, for salvation. There, there are a lot of people I hear, and I hear a lot of that coming out of uh, Hollywood, that they follow the Dalai Lama, or they feel that yeah. like he's such a holy man, or something like that. Yeah. My goodness. He doesn't look very holy there, does he? <coughs> no, he doesn't. No, he does not. And, um, okay, so that was just quite strange. Uh, uh, then, then we have another one where they uh, a lady is there, uh, worshiping abortion. This country is just congregants gathered to worship abortion at the first mass of a new church exalting women's autonomy. Um, Pastor, this is this is getting this is just it's a mess. Well, I mean, it gets into uh, well part of the Levitical uh, holiness code here. You shall not cause uh, any of your children to pass through the fire to Moloch. Uh, you know, I mean, there's always, there is a demonic, the best way to say that there has always been a demonic agenda against children to kill them, to, uh, you see this all the way through the Old and New Testament, and then you see it manifested uh, now in our day through abortion. And, uh, and, and and my understanding is there's people right now that are trying to fight for in Texas yeah. uh, to get the right to have an abortion bill. People are fascinated with murder, and I, I don't know why. I mean, it, it would it it's no wonder in the Ten Commandments that God said, "Thou shalt not murder." Yeah, you know, and uh, and even when He told uh, Noah when He got off the when He got off the uh, the ark and, and everything, one of the one of the, the things He said. In the beginning was that anyone who would shed innocent blood, yes. that his blood would be shared. Shed. Yeah. And and when you stop and think about that right there, what is more innocent than an unborn child? 
you know, I mean, you're, you're defenseless. The only defense they have is a mother who who chooses to carry this child and then a family that surrounds them that yeah. wants to make sure they take care of that mother with child. Yeah. And uh, so when, when you have this murder industry that just cannot keep from killing children, uh, uh, yeah, it's just sin. So, so you, do you feel as a spirit? Or? Yes, I, I do. I believe it's demonic. I believe there's a spirit. Uh, I believe that spirit is called Moloch. Yeah. Uh, Moloch was uh, a statue, but there is a spirit behind that. We know that because of Paul's teaching to the Corinthians. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, even in the Holiness Code we dealt with in, in chapter, what, 18, that uh, anyone who makes their children pass through the fire to Moloch. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was considered toy bob behavior. Yes, it's an and, abomination. And toy bob, and if we, you know, just make sure I understand what we're talking about, that's yes. a Hebrew term yes. that's normally uh, translated abomination or detestable. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, okay, I, just one last comment about this. We'll move on. It says, Jackie Desfor Desforges began imagining her church of potential life after the Dobbs decision was leaked, and after they decided to, uh, to the Roe versus Wade piece. As she watched reproductive rights roll back across the nation, she created an altar and new church. In March, the Church of Potential Life held its first mass, worshiping abortion and female autonomy. I mean, this is paganism. Yeah, the, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in Leviticus 19 here. Uh, God's made it very clear that you can you and worship no other God but Him, mm -hmm. and uh, and anything outside of that, there is a curse attached to it that goes to the third and the fourth generation of those that hate me. That's what God said in Exodus twenty. Yeah, and um, and uh, anyway, so and these things, yeah, you can't make this stuff. You can't up, make but, this up. I mean, but yeah, these wow. are these are nothing new. I'm, under the sun. I mean, yeah. these, these things have been with us. They just are packaged different sometimes. Yeah. And, um, and and what it really boils down to is that and one of the things we're going to talk about today is that if you're going to worship God, if you're going to follow the Lord, uh, you got to do it His way. His way. Yeah. His way. All righty. Okay. Well, that just is something for y'all to chew on. And I mean, this uh, stuff is going on every week. Things are just rolling across this country and in the world for that matter and um, but uh, tonight we're going to begin in Leviticus chapter 19 beginning with verse 1 and again if you want to grab your Bibles follow along with us as we read and we'll go uh, as we go over this uh, stuff so pastor go ahead I, why don't you go ahead and start reading okay and, I, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 mm -hmm. um, uh, right now, uh, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, uh, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, You should be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. And, uh, and, and you know, we, we said something along this line, I believe either last week or the week before, mm -hmm. is that's where we start with God. Yes. And someone says, What is the nature of God? God is holy. His uh, it is from his holiness flows his love, his mercy, his wrath, his judgment, uh, because all of it is perfect because God is holy. He is perfectly holy. Yes. And, uh, and in here when he says, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy, is a statement not only in the Levitical holiness code, mm -hmm. um, and, but it, but it's, it's throughout the Old and New Testament because uh, Peter, uh, in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, quotes directly from the Levitical Holiness Code yes. and quotes this, and, and we may get a chance to look at that here in a minute. Okay. But, uh, but when we talk about holy, God determines uh, what we call holy or what we would call unclean because he is holy. And, uh, and and being that not only is this verse in the in the middle of the uh, Levitical holiness code, but we'll eventually get to one where he says to love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, and it's right there smack in the middle. Uh, you know, eighteen. It's this is all in nineteen, uh, 
And, uh, and so when we say, well, what, what is God saying is, is holy? Well, what God is saying is that things like incest, pedophilia behavior, uh, things like uh, 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 offering your children to Moloch uh, as, a, as an offering to a demon god, mm -hmm. uh, homosexuality, bestiality, these are all things that are unholy. And how do we know they're unholy? Because God said they were. Yes. Holiness to God is staying away from what he said is unholy mm -hmm. and then doing the things that he said we should do in do obedience. Okay. And yeah. so you can't you can't understand holiness if you cannot understand what God says is sinful. So yes, so the the, the Hebrew word for holy here is kadosh. Okay, kadosh. Yes. And it means sacred, holy, of course, that word consecrated. Right, right. And, and yeah, and it's just real simple. When we talk about being holy, and the Greek word is hagamus. Hagamus. And, uh, and it's, it's the ideal of you're set apart, you're consecrated, in the same way of the Hebrew term. I'm, I'm devoted to God. And, yeah. and, and once they. And what, what we're trying to develop out of this, and, and you'll see this uh, when we start talking about the, uh, the, uh, the peace offerings that are mentioned here, is that God has prescribed a way to worship him. He's prescribed a way to serve him. Yeah. And, uh, and he's the one, because he's holy, that <coughs> dictates what that looks like. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and then the issue is if we go outside his plan, uh, then there's going to be problems. So we are separated, or else when we follow him, we literally need to be consecrated to him. We need to be separated unto I don't know the word separated, but maybe. But we need to do well, it we his need, way. We, we're, need we're, to be, we need to be separated to him. Yeah. In other words, we set our set us set ourselves apart to worship God and be devoted to him. But yet, at the same time, we are set apart from what he says is sinful behavior. Yes. Uh, this this passage I mentioned it a while ago. Let me look at the full context of it. Uh, this is the First Peter uh, chapter one verse thirteen. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, this is a, a context of spiritual warfare. It's it's similar to Paul's ideal in Ephesians six. Okay. There's similar uh, similar uh, terminology. And the, in verse 13, says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. If you read this in the New King James, it says, Gird up the loins of your mind. And, yeah. and, and that goes back to what Paul was talking about in the armor. Uh, he said, Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and as obedient children, notice how Peter does this, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust, which was yours in ignorance. And what does he mean by that? Well, you know, whatever God saved you out of, don't go back in it. No. Okay. No. Don't, don't. So, so obedience is not to go back in that. Uh, he said, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And, and what is yes, this? This is a direct quote out of Leviticus uh, 19, uh, verse uh, 2. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and and he's going to go on and talk about some other things as it relates to that. But, but my point is, what is Peter drawing from? And this is important. We've said this over and over again, but it needs to be said over and over again because we have so much false teaching about what is the purpose of the law in the believer's life. Yeah. Uh, Peter is bringing application to the Levitical Holiness Code out of Leviticus 19.2. He's drawing straight from it. Yes. And he's talking about obedience. He's talking about not being conformed to your former lusts, which were in ignorance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, is, he is saying God is holy, so we're to be holy. That means that we're to be set apart from that. Yeah. And here's the thing, Pastor. And what, what, what I'm hearing you say, and what I'm reading here, words like consecrated stuff. We, when, uh, but okay, this is back here in the time of Israel. 
Okay. And but then for the believer, for the Christian believer, if we are going to be, and we'll get into some some of this as we get down to the the later verses here as we're going to talk today, if we're going to make a decision for Christ, we need what He is asking for is for us to separate from doing things our way and to follow Him. To keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah. And, what, what, there was another verse that says that you're holy and acceptable before God. Well, uh, well, that's the one we're going to talk about when we get to the free will all free will but, Okay. But, but in, in the, I mean, another way to say this is that God determines what's right or wrong. God, God determines what is holy and what is unholy. And he determines the boundary of how we worship him. Uh, and, and once again, we get the free will offerings, that's going to be gonna abundantly clear here. But, but, but the point of it is, is if I'm going to worship God, if I'm going to love the Lord God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. If I'm going to fulfill that, because he said on those two things hang all the law and the prophets. Yes. And so if I'm truly going to do that, then what is that going to look like? Well, he, let's put it in a modern way of looking at it. Okay. It means that we do not affirm same-sex marriage no. because that is determined as unholy. Yeah. We, we do not go to places that are going to draw our affection away from him. If you're a believer, you have no business in a basically open-air ice house where people are singing ungodly music and the atmosphere is utterly sinful. Why would you want to be there? God has called us to be holy, to be set apart from things like that. I'm just trying to bring, because see, I know Christians, yeah. Well, yeah. I know people who call themselves Christians who yes. do these kind of things that, you know, oh wow, look at that, these these two women got married, these two men got married, we're going to put all kind of likes on it, on the pictures on Facebook. Yeah. That is offensive to the Holy Spirit. That is not being holy to God. No. And, uh, you know, and when I'm seeing preachers do these things, it's just like, what is going on? Do, do you think it's they don't have an understanding, a true grasp of what this is saying? Well, I, I or think do they that, not care? I think part of it is just a stark ignorance of the Bible. I, I, I honestly believe that. There are so many Christians that they don't read the Bible. They don't read it. They don't read it for themselves. There's, there's preachers that... That they cherry pick scriptures. They think they know mm. God's word. They have no concept of, of cons breaking a scripture down. To, I, I was going. We're not trying to say another word than hermeneutics. But anyway, yeah. I mean, they have no concept on how to study the Bible. We have, we have, we have a lot of Christians. That's why we challenge people to read the Bible through every yes, year. Yes, We've yes. even given things out for people that would do it. Yeah. It's always a small number we ever give them out to, but but we're just trying to motivate people. Yeah. And uh, and you know why why do we want to do that? Because you need to know what God said. Yeah. You need to know what God wants. How I mean, when we look at the law, let's just break it down. What it, what did Paul say about the law? He said it was good. It was holy. Yes. Why? Because it reflects the nature of God and what his demand is for us. Yeah. Okay. And, and while I recognize, and I think all of us could understand this, no, we're not offering animal sacrifices to God for, to oh. atone for our sin. Uh -uh. Jesus fulfilled that. Yes. Okay. We're not looking at the things that were distinct for Israel. <coughs> Uh, we're not under prohibitions against, you know, eating pork or, yeah, or eating yeah. shellfish or anything yeah. like that. But as it relates to the things that God judged other nations for, yeah, abortion is sinful. Yes, A man with a man is sinful. A yes. woman with a woman is sinful. You cannot have sex with an animal. It is sinful. No. You cannot have sex with your sister. It is well, sinful. sinful. Yeah, that's okay. what it's talking about Yeah, here. because this is the stuff that God said the land vomited the uh, Canaanites yes. out. And he said the land will vomit you out if you do it. Yes, yes. 
And another way to say it is if, if you're going to follow God, you cannot be involved in witchcraft, necromancy, yeah, we'll, we'll spiritism. Yeah, we'll get some of that too as we go down yeah, there, that, so. yeah, that's in here too. Yeah. And, uh, and so why, why, do we, why are we talking about this? Because a lot of people just are ignorant about the Bible, but I think there's a bigger problem. And I see it today, and, and, and it's, 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 it's grieving to me is I believe that there are deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons that are being perpetrated through supposedly godly people. Uh, First uh, Timothy 4.1 is very clear about that. Jesus warned about deception. And I believe that because people do not know God's word, they don't have a proper biblical foundation, a biblical worldview based on a foundation in Scripture then we become we, we we put ourselves in a position to where we can be deceived, and the mm-hmm. and the creepy thing about deception, real deception, yeah, is that no one, one who is deceived knows it. Because if you know it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be deceived. Yeah, and so when we make a decision for Christ, you know this this whole thing, and we can't do it our way. We can't say, well, I'm going to follow God, but. I want to do things this way. It, it's, 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 it's kind of like I'm saying, well, I'm going to, uh, I can follow God, but I don't have to go to church. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had people say that, you know, to me, well, you know, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, to, to go to church. I believe in the universal church. And I tell people, because they want to know if they can sing in our church or yeah. they can do this, you know, just go talk to that universal pastor and ask him if you can do it. Yeah. No, we, 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 you know, that, that's just, that's just, that's false is what that is. And, uh, and there are people, and you may be watching this video right now, and you may be thinking, well, do I really need to go to church? Do I have to go to church to be saved? First of all, that's a wrong question to ask. No. And, and I don't want to be ugly to you, but that just demonstrates your ignorance of God's word. Yes. No, you don't have to go to church to be saved. No. But saved people go, go to, to church. church. They want to fellowship with the saints. They yeah. want to worship God. God has prescribed it. It was called synagogue, temple worship. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it's it's the ecclesia. It's the church. And, uh, and you, if you looked at Paul, Peter, or any church that's written to in the New Testament and you said something to them, they would look at you like you lost your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They would. So, I, you know, yeah. so the point of it is if you are out there and you're not going to church anywhere, I'm going to implore you to find a church that teaches and preaches the Bible and get in it and, and, and worship God with those people mm-hmm. and find a place where you can connect, okay? Yes. And yes. Uh, because yes. it's going to be nothing but a blessing to you and your family if you'll do it. Yeah. Now, Pastor, I'm I'm a programmer, okay, but that's what I do. I, I program and computers and all this. Work a lot with the web, right? And so everybody who comes on, some, there's some places that you have to, you get in there, that you literally have to sign these things called terms of agreement, terms of use or agreement, where, uh, or usage agreement, a usage agreement. So if I decide I want to go and be a part of this community or this group or this website or what have you, I have to sign that I am going to follow these things and I'm going to do them the way that they say I need to do. Right. You see where I'm getting there? It's a contractual agreement, and if you sign it and then you do something different, they'll kick you out and revoke whatever... Privilege. You yes, have. yes, and the, we have that, and I guarantee you, you folks have signed these things, and you said, "Oh, I got to use it." I got to. But the thing here is with God. God said, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." If you're going to follow me, you're gonna you have, have to follow what what I say and do my terms of use. Right. Well, well look at this and how uh, Moses uh, reiterates that you should be holy. Uh, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. And then he says, every one of you shall reverence your mother and father. Mm-hmm. You shall keep my Sabbaths. Yes. I am the Lord, your God. Do not turn to idols yes. or to make yourself uh, yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord, your God. And what is that? That's just... Uh, this comes right out of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Exodus 20. I mean, these are things that are very clearly... 
I mean, we call this believing loyalty. What is believing loyalty? I put my faith in God. I worship Him and Him only. And uh, and, uh, and and the loyalty part is that I do it His way. Yes. Yeah. His and so, you know, and and all of this. Uh, is, and by the way, if. Uh, if, if you take the Ten Commandments and you decide, well, even if you say, well, I, well I'm not going to worship another god, I'm not going to do that, uh, but I'm not going to reverence my father and mother, you know, you know, you're, you're going to run into problems with God. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me, this, this, this will, every, I realize that I may risk something here. Okay. But, uh, but during the, um, the, uh, I guess it was in 2015 and part of 2016 when they were doing some of their debates initially for the Republican Party. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of people think it's funny, but, uh, but it's not. And, uh, and the, the, then uh, uh, Donald Trump is a, a, you know, a, a candidate to run for the Republican uh, nomination. Uh, during th uh, a thing where Jeb Bush, they had a panel of people up there and Jeb Bush was up there, and, and then so uh, uh, Donald Trump says, well I, well, I see that you brought your mommy, and I'm not going to say it the way he said it, because, and it was so disrespectful. It was disrespectful not to Jeb Bush. It was res disrespectful to his mother wow. yeah. who was there, and that is so offensive. And, you know, and, and, and the bottom line is, in some small way, and maybe more than in some small way, that might be why Joe Biden is our president right now. Yeah. Because when you when you cannot reverence your father and mother, yeah. when you cannot treat people with respect, yes. and you can disagree with anyone. I mean, I, and we do. And, and, and so this is not a slam on Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but that type of behavior is offensive to God. And normally the things like that that are offensive to God end up offending a lot of other people. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, and so, you know, all, I, all I'm saying is that these things, God put this in his word, and he expected us to obey it. Yes. And so not only do I honor my father and mother, I need to honor your father and mother. Yes. I need to honor everyone's yes, father and yes. mother. And you well, know, and we're teaching our children these fat mama jokes and all like that. Yeah. All kind of, you know what? That is offensive. And if you're teaching children to do that, stop it. You know, take God's word seriously. We, you see, that's when we don't take it seriously is when we find ourselves on the wrong end of God's grace, and and we don't need to do that. Those wow. things are sinful. So, and, so, Pastor, uh, let me let me ask you this. I know you you know you drive and you you're around the children a lot of times that during the day. Do you see this kind of stuff? Yes, these kids yes, making these kind of yeah, jokes? Yes, and, and you know what? And, and it creates a it creates havoc. Uh, and uh, you know we've seen fights. We've seen different things that manifest. Man, the devil is in that stuff. Yes. And uh, and you know and people it's think evil. it's all cute and you know we're, you know I'm going to talk about your mother or I'm going to talk about your dad or, or you know and, and by the way if you're sitting there and you're talking uh, about uh, President Biden in a negative way you by the way I disagree with almost everything that Joe Biden has done as yeah. president okay yeah. that's not the point I'm talking about I didn't vote for Joe Biden I would never vote for anybody that stood for the things he stands for but he is our president and we are not to character assassinate him make fun of him or anything we're called to pray for him yes yes you know and uh, and so anyway and but I see Christians they do these kind of things and what they don't understand is that God said I am holy yes and so when we see some of the stuff that is mentioned here we need to take this seriously. Absolutely. And you know, another thing is that what I was thinking is that if we don't read the Bible, Pastor, we don't know what God considers holy and not holy. No, no, we don't. You cannot live a Christian life successfully, I mean, or whatever you want to call it, without knowing the Word of God. Well, when you allow society to determine your morality, uh, that might be okay if it's a Christian nation. 
yeah. that really has serving Yahweh, that might be a big that might not be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but if you're living right here in the United States and you're going to let society determine your morality, mm-hmm. friend, you're going to be you're going to be living in stark disobedience to God. Yes. And uh, you know, and I, I was I was talking to my son earlier uh, about a subject that uh, that related to the word flesh that Paul used, and and when you see that word, you know, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greek word is sarek, okay. and part of and when he's talking the sarek, he's not talking about the skin on you. He's talking about your solical parts, okay, and and it's 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 used of the animalistic nature of man, and uh, and when we are in the flesh, that is when we are outside of of what God calls holy, and say I can call myself a Christian, I can call myself whatever I want, yeah, but if I am involved in homosexuality, or if I am involved in living with someone in open sin. Yeah, and uh, and I, I can say, well, I love Jesus. No, you don't love Jesus. No, you're deceived. Yeah, and uh, you're you're in the flesh, and and when we're in the flesh, what we do is we act like an animal. That means that what what, what when we think about an animal, I've used this I've used this in church. I'm gonna try to be nice about it, but I've got two dogs. Okay, uh, Max and Mandy. They're 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 uh, they're uh, rat terriers. And every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Every fifteen minutes can be a new day. No, you course. bring them in, and they just like, oh, you know. And why? I don't know. Anyway, but but you know, I've, I've had family over and stuff, and you might have fifteen, twenty people over your house that are just family. And and, and I'll use Max. He's a male. Um, He'll sit right out there in the front of everybody, and we all know what dogs do. They lick on each other, and they lick themselves. Okay, yeah. I, that's all I'm gonna say about it. He he doesn't care. Okay, you know why? He's an animal. He's an animal. You know, friend, when you're in the flesh, we act like an animal. And when yeah. you see people saying, you you see people holding a sign up saying that fetuses equal snacks on the abortion issue. That is an animal. It is. That's an animal behavior. And you know what? Anyone in the flesh like that cannot please God. No. And when we are involved in things that God says are unholy, they are detestable, they are abominations, you know what? You can't please God that way. No. And uh, and so, you know, once again, we need to have a biblical worldview. And what I mean by that is that we need to understand from Genesis to Revelation how this all ties together, and we're not going to know that just by listing somebody. No. You're going to have to get in God's Word yourself. <coughs> anything we're saying for gospel fact, mm-hmm. you go satisfy yourself in God's Word. Yes. Okay? I dare you to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, what you'll find is that God is holy, and you'll find out what God said is holy mm-hmm. and what he said was unholy, what he said is righteous and what he said was unrighteous. God gets to determine that. That's the point. That's yeah. God gets to determine it, and not us. Not you know. And uh, and but there's a lot of people trying to live. Well, I can do this. I can do this. You see, what I think, Pastor, is a lot of people really don't want to give the reins over to God. They don't really want to abide by His. They they don't they don't want to do it on His terms. They want to do it on their terms. Well, we, we have, and by the way, we see this in church, and uh, and what we're speaking about right here, we're not talking about people who are in the world that don't know the Lord. We're, we're really right now just talking, talking to people who claim to be a Christian, you go to church, you say you love God, and what I have found in a lot of cases is that I, I, I want to serve God, I want to I want to, I want to worship God, but it's got to be my kind of music, it's got to be... Well, how faithful do I have to be to be involved in this ministry? And, and you know, we don't use people like that. No. We, we, you know, because we just, we, we're nice about it. We just say, you know what, we try to bring a little discipleship into the moment and, uh, and say, you know, when you're ready to really serve God, then we'll talk about this again. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and you know, and, and so, 
you know, that is a, a problem there that people get a, an ideal and, and that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to worship God my way. I'm going to serve God my way. And really what it comes down to is we put comfort and we, we put, um, you know, what brings us affirmation ahead of what God calls is sacrifice, sacrificial, uh, you know, giving to the Lord. Yeah. And I'm not talking about money now. I'm just talking about, you know, you offering your body as a living sacrifice. I mean, I, I've asked people this before. What, you, you, you thought that wasn't going to cost you anything? Yeah. You thought, you thought what God called you to be a sacrifice, that that meant that you were always going to be happy mm -hmm. all the time and everyone was going to love you? Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> you know that. I mean, I mean, we can I, just read the Bible. I mean, <coughs> I'm giving an illustration here, and I know we got to cut this off because we're at our hour time. But oh, we are. Yeah, uh, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we hadn't even got to the the free will offerings, but we will get there. I promise. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, Paul there in Acts 14, and and uh, and here he was. He was at Lystra. And, He's, he's preaching the gospel, and there's a man who's lame from his mother's feet who's hearing him, and, and it, it just focuses attention on him. And Paul looks at him and perceives that he had faith to be healed, spoke to him to get up on his feet, and the, a man who had never walked jumped up, jumped up and walked God. Yeah. And, and you, know, you think, man, that's going to be a revival. Well, these people were pagan. And, uh, and so they immediately wanted to worship him and, and Barnabas, and they had to stop him. And, sell, and, and by the way, they weren't very successful. But then some people from Antioch and Iconium came down and got the same people who thought about worshiping them. And what did they do? They took Paul out and stoned him outside stoned the building. Him, yeah. and, uh, and, of course, I think God raised him from the dead. That's my opinion. I don't okay. know that. Yeah, but, 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 you know, but, but the yeah. point what I'm trying to say is that serving God can sometimes be like that. I'm not saying that it's always going to be like that. Uh, if you're Stephen, you get stoned to death. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So I want to have a vision of Jesus. Well, get stoned and you'll get one like Stephen. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing when and there is a tendency in the human nature to want to experience all the blessings of God, all the supernatural manifestations of the Lord, and yet I don't want to pay a price for it. Yeah. In my consecration, mm -hmm. not only to God, but my consecration as it relates to what I stay away from. And, th and that's where I think having a biblical worldview based on the Word offers us a faith in God that can endure anything. And without it, we don't have the faith to stand. No, no. And, uh, you know, and the thing the thing is, is that when we say we want to do it this way or that way, you, I, you know, you wonder where the, all this comes from. First of all, it's an ignorance of God's word. We, we can see that. But then... It's a flesh. It's a flesh. But you see, the thing is, there's <laughs> such a movement in this country to turn things around from what God says and then... Because, okay, well, uh, they explain it in a way that you have to be progressive. Progressive. And they're progressiving themselves right out of God's holiness is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, what do we mean when we say progressive, you know? Well, we're trying to make ourselves more palatable to the world. What did Paul say in Ephesians 5? He says, be imitators of God mm -hmm. as dear children. Yeah. Imitate God. Who's God? I'm holy. Yeah. Yeah, you want to imitate God, go over here to Leviticus 18, 19, and 20 and imitate that. That's 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 God's standard. And by the way, this holiness code is restated not only in, in, in passages in the Old Testament, but it's restated by biblical writers mm -hmm. uh, like what well, you you talk about people or well, the gospels being written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they yeah. record the words of Jesus. He refers to this. Uh, you've got uh, Peter. You've got Paul. You've got Jude. You've got James. You've got John writing. So, I mean, what are they? Where are they getting their morality from? Where do they get all this from? From from what God said, I'm holy. Yes. 
right out of the Levitical right code. Right out of the Levitical code here. Yeah, the, the, the Holiness code the here. Holiness code. Yeah. Okay. And so, so anyway, uh, verse five. Let's let's we got a few minutes, but let's let's go ahead and go into that. It says here, and if you offer a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord. You shall offer it of your own free will. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, and on the next day. And if any remains until the third day, it shall be burned in the fire. And if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It shall not be accepted. Therefore, everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned the hallowed or the hallowed uh, offering of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from his people. Now, Pastor, what is a peace offering? Well, a peace offering was first of all voluntary. Yeah, you didn't have to do this, and no. you would give a peace offering. Really, there's three things in Scripture that it would be used for. First of all, Thanksgiving type offering. Thanksgiving. I, I, I bring a, a, a peace offering. I so I would take an animal. And I'd bring it for someone to sacrifice, a priest. Okay. And I would offer this to God. And uh, and this was to tell him how thankful I was to him. Yes. And and by the way, you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, but, but if you did do it, uh, then the meat that was sacrificed could be ate that day or the next. Mm -hmm. And there was a prohibition against eating it the third day. Okay, and, uh, and then the same way, uh, a vow offering. Yes. You could make a vow to God, once again, bringing an animal sacrifice is the vow that I'm going to make to the Lord, and it could be based on uh, numerous things. But once again, you don't have to make the vow. No, you don't. I mean, but, but if you wanted to, you so want to concentrate something. And once again, the offering is the same. You know, you can eat it the first or the second day. The third day is unacceptable. Or you could have what's called a free will sacrifice. Uh, once again, that could involve an animal sacrifice, and you might bring gold or silver, uh, like people did in the temple, yes. uh, or some of the other tabernacle things. You could donate that, so that could obviously be melted down and used for instruments of worship to God. Mm -hmm. And once again, you could eat it on the first day, you could eat it on the second, but you could eat it on the third. I believe the concept of this is very clear. If you're going to worship Yahweh, you got to do it his way. Yeah. And he has prescribed methods. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you, first of all, you didn't have to do this. No. But if you decide that you want to do it and you want to go for it, you do have to follow what God says the way things should should be, and it should that's the proper way to do it. Now, of course, the first thing that brought into my mind, of course, is I, I jumped all the way up into Acts uh, was Ananias and Sapphira, who gave, what was it? They were given an honor. Uh, the, well, they, they, they basically, uh, Barnabas had done something similar to this. He had sold something, and there's mention of it, and he gave the money that he sold the land for to the mm -hmm. church in Jerusalem. And, uh, and in my opinion, based on that, because that information is given, yep. we get to Acts 5, and, and so Ananias and Sapphira, what they do is they say, you know what, uh, we're going to sell us a piece of property, we're going to keep back a portion of it, but we're going to tell them this is how much we sold it for, yeah. and give it to the church. And I think they wanted recognition, I want, I, they wanted affirmation, they wanted that. And, uh, and someone says, well, what difference does it make? Well, you're lying. God, yeah, uh, and that's that's what Peter told both of them at a separate event. Why would you test the Lord? Why would you lie to the Holy Spirit? Why would you do this? The point was, like Peter said, it was in your power. You could give it or not give it. Yeah, that wasn't the point. If they would have just sold the land, and let's just use an arbitrary figure that we can all understand. Let's say they sold it for a hundred thousand dollars in our. Our equivalents, okay, okay, and uh, and they want to give uh, eighty thousand of it to to the church in Jerusalem. That's fine. Yeah, we sold the land. You don't even have to tell them how much you sold it for. No, no. we sold the land. We wanted to take a part of that and give, give it, to, it to the yeah. church. That would have been good, but that's not the way they represented it. 
they represented it. This is how much we sold the land for. They wanted the recognition that Barnabas had. And, uh, and of course, uh, uh, you know, Ananias, uh, you know, when he told him why, if you conceived this in your heart, yeah. to lie to the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. and he died right he there. Died. Three hours later, Sapphira comes in there. What does Peter say? He said, I need to ask you a question. The money you gave to the church, is that how much you sold the land for? And she said, yes. And she said, basically, he said, the, the, the feet of the men uh, who uh, carried your husband out will carry you out. And she died right then and there. Now, that is hardcore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the point is, they, you, you can give, you can, you can do that, that's fine. There's a passage in, uh, in Philippians chapter 4 where Paul is talking about the that the Philippians through Ephroditus uh, had sent offerings to him to help him over and over again. Mm -hmm. And he uses language like this was an acceptable sacrifice. It had a fragrant aroma. It was well-pleasing to God. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to send offerings to Paul. No. But they did it because they felt that was what they were supposed to do. And, and, and the point is, if you it doesn't matter about whether we're talking about giving money or you want to serve in the church in some way. Yes. You know what? You've got to do it the way God said to do it. Yeah. I mean, we had a real hard call to make uh, about almost a little over a year ago. We had workers in our church uh, that seemed to think that, you know, attending all services... And when we say all services, we're talking about Sunday morning and Wednesday night. We didn't yeah, yeah. we didn't specify that you had to come to a prayer meeting or anything of that nature. But those are the two premium services we have. And uh, and I had a few people in the church that weren't doing it. I mean, they yeah. weren't. That doesn't make them wicked, but it just means we're not doing it God's way. Yeah. Okay. And and we established a premise. Uh, that Paul uh, taught Timothy that you commit faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So mm -hmm. you can't you teach what you do, not so much what you say. Yeah. And uh, and 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 so I had to meet with uh, a couple of people. I had someone there with me, and I had to spell it out. Hey, this is what we have to have. Mm -hmm. If you can't do it, it's okay. But you can't continue to do what you're doing. And continue to serve the way you're serving. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and and the blessing of that was that I only had to speak to people, and both of them agreed to do it the way that you know we see in Scripture. That yeah. was good, okay. But you know, why did we do that? Why would we? Why would we? Do, because you don't have to be in leadership in your church. I mean, you can go to church and. Nobody's going to sit there and demand that you have to pay your tithe. We want to see a line seven on your IRS taxes so we'll know how much you made, so we'll know that. Nobody's going to sit there and do that. So the, the point of it is, if you're going to worship God, you're going to serve God, you're going to have to do it his way. Mm -hmm. We have some criteria that we're going to demand of leadership that we wouldn't necessarily demand of anyone who just attends yeah. because... If you step into leadership, you become a servant leader. Uh, you know, we're not here as leaders to be served. We're here to serve other people. Yeah. And so there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that. Uh, but but the, the point is, I think you see in these offerings, these were free will offerings. Yes. They were peace offerings. You didn't have to do it. No. But if you did, you, you need to do, do it God's way. way. That's another way to say it is when Jesus said, count the cost. Count the cost. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's true. You know, and the thing is, I it comes back to me, and I'm over here thinking, living for Christ is voluntary. Serving God is voluntary. Yeah. Nobody is forcing you to do so. I'm not saying I want you, we don't want you to. They're saying that it is a voluntary thing. You give your life to the Lord. It's whosoever will. Whosoever will. In other words, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it God's way. Yes. Somebody says, well, what if I don't want to do it God's way? What if I, well, you know, there's hell. You know, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how else to put it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I've had people get offended at things and say, well, I just don't know why God did this or that. Well, the fear of the Lord is to 
understand that he is the potter and I'm the clay, mm -hmm. and I don't get a right to be offended at God. And uh, and so you know, someone said, "Why well, I, I could never serve a God that wouldn't allow that wouldn't allow me as a woman to love this woman?" And if God's going to be that way, I just won't serve Him. Well, you know what? That is your right. God gives you that opportunity. He gives you the opportunity to go to hell if you choose to. That's right. And by the way, he'll be the one that sends you there. Yeah. Because all who reject his son and all who reject his ways, that's where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. So, but it is your right to do that. Yes. You, okay. You, you can choose not to, not to serve God and go to hell. That's your decision. But if you're going to follow God, and this is one thing that we really have to get in our heads, Pastor. I, I, I really, there's so many... Christians today that are wishy-washy, they, they, like I said, they think that they don't have to attend church, to, you know, this type of thing, to serve God. They can uh, do all these, they can get drunk on Saturday night and come to church Sunday morning. They can, um, they can live together without, without the benefit of marriage and still serve God. They can do all these different things that God says uh, no to, Yet they still think that they're serving God. You see, again, you, you spoke to the deception thing before. And these people are deceived or else they just don't understand. God means business. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, once again, uh, we, they're, they're, where does deception come from? Well, Number one, when people are ignorant of what God says, that's yeah. part of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can know what God says, but we just don't just want to do it. it. And then yeah. their deception can come. Uh, and, and one of the values, and in and, and, and fact, I said this, I believe, in our, our last Wednesday night service. One of the values of, of, of reading the Bible, studying the Word, going it, through it from you know a context standpoint, and... Uh, and, and do this, this becoming, you know, basically bread for you. Yes. You know, you feed your your soul, you feed your spirit with it, and uh, the value of it is is that when something comes around, it could be a teaching, mm -hmm. it could be a prophetical utterance, it could be yeah, whatever, okay. and uh, and and it comes around. The beauty of that in living for God is that you get a witness in your spirit. You get a sense on the inside of you. We sometimes call that a gut feeling. Yes. And there's a warning bell, a sense of something's not right. Pay attention to that. Yes. That's the spirit of God. Uh, and, and, and it's hard to hear that. It's hard to hear that warning. Yeah. If I'm trying to live for God my way. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's uh, really frankly, hard to hear that. Can you? Can we say, just one last thing, we're going to have to wind it, but can we say that if we're trying to do things our way and not living God's way, that we basically are in sin? Yes, we are definitely in sin. And you would have to question whether uh, you are ready to meet your maker if you died. Uh, I, 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 you'd have to question that. Um you know, like I said, it, it's it's amazing. We, there's so many things we bring to the application here, and I, yeah. I know our time's up, but yeah. uh, we want you to live for God. But yes. we want you to live for God the way he said to live for him. And if you'll do that, you'll have a peace in your heart. I'm not telling you everything's going to go well in your life. No. You'll have enemies, okay? Yeah. You're going to have people in your own family that won't like what you're doing. But you know what you'll have? You'll have a peace with God, and there's nothing that's more valuable than that. No, no, and uh, to have peace with God is the ultimate um, goal in our lives. That's what we should be reaching for. Um, okay, well, um, okay, we went down through eight. We're going to continue next week. Um, there's so much stuff in here. I mean, there's just so much stuff to bring out. But uh, again, what we're trying to say is this, is that <coughs> if we're going to be holy, Holiness is doing things God's way. In order to understand what God's way is, you got to read your Bible. You got. That's why we're going through the Holiness Code here. That's why we're reading down here. 
That's why we're going through all of this teaching. It's not because we just don't have anything to do on a Friday evening. It's because we want to make sure that you have an understanding of what God is saying here. And we need to listen to it and we need to heed it. If we're going to do it God's way, do it His way. If we're going to live for God, do it His way. And uh, okay, Pastor, I tell you what, let's pray. And I'll, I'll pray tonight. Let's just pray as we uh, close out the, uh, the podcast tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the, your holiness. We thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. And Father, as we serve you, <coughs> Lord, give us the ability, give us the determination and the focus to live a holy life, as you have actually told us to do. And Father, I pray for people that are out there tonight, Father, that they may not have understood, they may, it may not have grasped this concept, and that, Lord, the, the world is speaking from all different ways and trying to maneuver or progress or different types of things to their, um, to their walk with God, and that they think, well, you know, I don't have to do it this way. I don't have to go to church. I don't. Father, Lord, I pray that you convict them. I pray, Lord, that they would get a conviction in their heart, that they would know that they need to follow you and what you say and what your word is there, Father. And if there's going to be a dedication, we're all in. We need to be all in following you. And Father, we pray for those this week, Father, Lord, as they're uh, going through their weeks, Father, that they would have the strength in this day and age, Lord, to serve you and to take a stand for you in this hour. And Father, we give you praise. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All righty. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, anyway, come on back and we're going to continue on with the Holiness Code with our next part. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.